Does anybody know what the word epiphany means? I forgot, I didn't know, I had to look it up. I, I learned it last year, but I had to look it up again. Epi, E-P-I, means on or upon, and phaino, from the Greek, P-H-A-I-N-O, means to appear, to shine. So, to appear or shine on or upon. Therefore, the epiphany refers to the divinity of Jesus shining upon the earth. In other words, it is the manifestation of Jesus' divine nature. The Feast of the Epiphany has an interesting history. It was, it was fun to research this. It's, it arose from the commemoration of various events in the childhood of Jesus and the early ministry of the Lord in which his divinity was revealed. Three events were identified by the early church. The visit of the Magi, the baptism of the Lord, and the changing of the water into wine at Cana. In various local churches, days to remember these three events were set aside shortly after the Feast of the Nativity. To confuse the situation further, some local churches used the term epiphany to refer to the commemoration of the Nativity itself. In time, the Latin Rite placed the Nativity on December 25th and settled on the visit of the Magi as the event to be commemorated as the Epiphany, 12 days later on January 6th. This gave us the traditional 12 days of Christmas, the time between Christmas and Epiphany. In our first reading today, we have a glorious prophecy from the prophet Isaiah, five to 600 years before the birth of Christ. We hear the prophet say this, nations shall walk by your light, kings by your shining radiance. The riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels, dromedaries, bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. To summarize this first reading, Isaiah the prophet foresees a day when divine light shall shine over all God's people, attracting the nations who will be grateful for this light. The presence of God within his people will draw not only the traditional people of God, the, the people of Israel, but even distant nations with different cultures like Sheba we hear in Isaiah's reading, which today is either Southern Arabia or Ethiopia. This prophecy from Isaiah has important connections to the gospel reading. Our gospel is the account of the arrival of the Magi to worship the child Jesus. The Magi were the academics or scientists of their day. Their knowledge base would have included the fundamentals of astronomy. Different constellations were associated with various ethnic groups, and there was a certain interpretive language that identified astronomical phenomena with historical events. Providentially, the astronomical events around the time of our Lord's birth indicated a new royal line among the Jews in the interpretive schema employed by these Eastern sages. And the gifts, the gifts that the Magi bring are rich in biblical symbolism. Frankincense and myrrh are only mentioned together in the Old Testament book, The Song of Songs. They are natural perfumes employed by Solomon and his bride to prepare for their marriage. And here in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is being marked out as the bridegroom king from his birth. 
One biblical commentator says, Jesus himself is the wedding of human and divine nature in one person. Epiphany is, in a sense, the kings of the earth bringing wedding gifts to the marriage of human and divine. So that's the frankincense and the myrrh. Well, what about the gold and the frankincense? Gold and frankincense are also only mentioned together in the scriptures one time. And where is that? It's in the prophet Isaiah, which we just heard in the first reading, Isaiah chapter 60. So we can see there is an obvious association of Jesus with the light predicted by Isaiah, which is associated with the miraculous star that brings the Magi to the Christ child. As we think about and ponder the meaning of these sacred readings for ourselves this weekend, we are struck first by the fulfillment of the prophecies of the gathering of the nations to Jesus. Now today, at the beginning of the third millennium, one in three inhabitants of the globe identifies as a follower of Christ. It's a total of 2.4 billion, of whom about half are Catholics. Even when the last New Testament writer wrote, the population of Christians was at best in the tens of thousands, mostly Greek-speaking and concentrated in the eastern part of the Roman Empire. The incredible expansion of this Jewish cult to lands unknown would have seemed absurd in those ancient days. In our modern times, the faith has exploded in areas that were once closed to the church. Think of sub-Saharan Africa in which the numbers of Christians were negligible even 100 years ago, it's now around 60% Christian. Although there is always and at all times an ongoing spiritual battle, it is true that a multitude from all nations has gathered to the light. On another level, we see in the Magi representatives of the scholars and academics, those who give their lives to learning, to the acquisition of wisdom, These magi demonstrate a true wisdom. In some way, we do not clearly know how, they saw in the child Jesus a gift of God to mankind, a sign of the love of God for humanity. True wisdom recognizes wisdom's limits. Why were these wise men wise? Not because they had the best answers, but because they had the best question. They were seekers of the truth. Christ promised that the one who seeks will find. All who truly seek the true God, the God whose essence is not power, but goodness and love, will find him. If not in this life, then in the next. There is something higher than wisdom, and that is love, St. Paul tells us. Love is the ultimate wisdom. These intellectuals get down on their knees and bow before something greater than themselves. The love of God, a love which is humble and unthreatening as a baby in his mother's lap. Far from detracting from their wisdom, their humility in the face of love enhances it. Those who give their lives in pursuit of learning need to avoid the trap of intellectual pride in order to be of any good to their fellow human beings. The Magi are scholars who bow the intellect before the reality of love and humility. We should all follow their example. So the practical takeaway from this gospel today, think of the bumper sticker. It says, wise men still seek him. 
we should all do the same each and every day. Amen.